Today, we are celebrating Jay Barrett and by proxy, his grandfather and of Barrett Pressure Water. Hi, Jay. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you? Welcome to the party. <laughs> Thank you. So this is a little bit unusual for our podcast because we're normally interviewing two family members. And uh, But when we had a, a chat, told me that everything you learned about running a business and, and the quality in business, I believe, was you know, that you had learned from your grandfather when you were younger. And so I thought, wow, let's talk about that. Let's see what, um, you know, what, what you learned about it from your grandfather and we could share. So first, I don't want to like get things out of order, but whatever. Your current business is Barrett Pressure Washing. It is Barrett Pressure Washing. Yeah. In St. Petersburg, Florida, right? Yes. I cover Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, Manatee County, Southern Pasco. But you didn't start in Florida, did you? I did not. I am from Maine. I am a Mainer. And so how did you get into the pressure washing uh, business? So uh, pressure washing and exterior cleaning was something that a former employer, I was an operations manager for a very large commercial facility management company. And without going into huge detail, pressure washing and exterior cleaning and maintenance of, of commercial buildings was one of the services that we offered. So in order for me as the operations manager and to instruct other managers and employees on the best operations and how to do it safely, those kinds of things, uh, did extensive training uh, in lift safety, chemical safety, chemical interactions, those types of things uh, in order to best to instruct those employees on safe practices and how best to do those cleanings. So that's how I got started. Okay. So that's a whole different level than the person that mounts a pressure washing pump on their on their truck and goes to the pool store and buys some chlorine and, and sets themselves up in business, right? I mean, it's, 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 wait, it, it is. I have a much different background than a lot of people in my industry. I find that lots of guys in my industry uh, started pressure washing because they maybe didn't want to have a full-time job or maybe they do it on the side. Uh, it's their side hustle. They do it on weekends, you know, something like that. Uh, I come from a very, um, uh, I guess, professional background where, you know, I've had the certifications, done certification classes, and um, I really enjoyed the, the work. So, you know, backing up a bit as the operations manager, wasn't supposed to be doing labor, uh, but found myself doing lots of labor when we had these large scale pressure washing jobs, going up on the lifts, you know, with the harnesses and being uh, toggled into the to the lift and having these big 30 foot extension lawns that we were using to clean. I mean, it was just so much fun for me. <laughs> Boys and their toys. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So now your, your grandfather, I know. So you said you learned a lot of, you know, earlier days from your grandfather. How does that kind of connect back to your, to what you learned from your grandfather and what did you learn? What, tell me about your granddad and your relationship with him. Well, 
So, I mean, about my grandfather, my grandfather was a, a Navy veteran. You know, he was uh, in World War II. Very, very, you know, my memories of him, very, very meticulous man, very organized. And I mean, like, over-the-top obsessive organized. And I have this clock here right there. And I, you know, I can tell you the date that my grandfather got that clock. Do you know why? Because he wrote what? it on the back of the clock. Not only that, but there's also dates on that clock of every time he changed the batteries since 1980 when he got the clock. So he was, you know, one of those people who journaled every day about the weather, you know, the news of the time, uh, you know, not personal journaling at all. It was very much structured of what the weather was, what was going on, those types of things. Maybe his to-do list of the day, things like that. So he was a very, very organized person. And he taught me, first and foremost, how to have a very strong work ethic and how to do things to perfection. So my some of my earlier memories of him was, or, or working for him, was mowing his lawn. And... After I was done mowing his lawn, he would go around with a yardstick and actually measure different points of the yard to make sure that I had not missed any parts of the lawn. When I would do snow removal for him, he would go around and inspect to make sure that every little inch of asphalt had been uncovered and scraped down. So there was no possibility of ice forming on any part of that asphalt. So he was, it was very overbearing, but at this, you know, and I kind of resented it when I was young, but, you know, fast forwarding to now, I have that in me to do a job to literal perfection where I am not satisfied until a job is perfect. And it kind of suits what I do for work because in a lot of trades, there are kind of gray areas, but in cleaning, there's no gray. Something's either dirty or it's clean. And it's either, you know, all clean or it's not clean. So that's one uh, example of something that he definitely taught me uh, in business. Nice. Nice. So really high standards, quality control and high standards. Very, very high standards. Yes. Did you find that that was um very supportive of when 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 you got into the facilities management and you were doing these certifications and and you know and getting that you know more much more professional training in in those uh, you know operating all that equipment the chemicals and everything did that background really serve you oh absolutely so i mean as another example um, as he was getting older, you know, his hands weren't working quite as well. He had really, really bad arthritis in his fingers. And he uh, also sold used cars as a, you know, kind of a side hustle and wasn't able to actually do the work. So would have, you know, would sit back in his chair and have me, you know, doing the operations on the, on the car and fixing the cars. But you know, telling me why things went in a certain order, like you have to remove this piece before you can get to this piece. And, you know, it's very important that, you know, you don't, 
you know, go over here and, and mess with this part because, you know, you're going to open up a whole can of worms. That you, so, you know, things like that, which, yes, really served me in, especially in management, where you're trying to convey order of operations and systems to employees and conveying the importance of those and explaining, you know, why these things are important. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And again, another thing that I really resented when I was young and I was like, oh, man, this guy's a jerk. But, you know, he was really teaching me something. And a lot of people laugh at this story, too. So when I was when I graduated from high school, lots of my family were giving me gifts and money and, you know, just a real celebration. And my my grandfather gave me this card and in it was written 10 keys to a successful life. And it was, I get a little, you know, choked up when I, when I think about it, but it was keeping your credit good and when to pay your bills and just things like that. And then at the bottom, it was always take care of your mother. And, you know, it's just, it was a really, it's one thing that, and I don't have the card anymore because um, unfortunately I lost it in the fire, but it, it's something that I still remember all of those things that were in there and, you know, wish that I would have maybe taken it more into consideration when I graduated from high school, not, you know, when I was in my 30s or 40s. <laughs> no 18-year-old understands anything. <laughs> So it sounds like it was very, 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 it sounds like it was very, yes, yes. Him that he, that he conveyed to you, you know, that he shared with you what he felt was most valuable, which wasn't cash or a gift. It was the gift of his wisdom of what he had learned. You know, here's, here's what's going to make your life yes, better. Absolutely. And you probably don't remember any yes. of the other. I don't. I, well, no, that's you not true. It. I got a Sony stereo that I really <laughs> That was pretty awesome, <laughs> but still, that the the yeah. one thing went into your heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to stick with our theme of family business. So, in working with your grandfather, what are some things that you learned about working with family? You know, what what was it? What were the strengths of of working with family rather than just having a boss? And and were there any challenges uh, that that you remember, you know, dealing with and overcoming? Well, yeah, I mean, so working with him, there was, as opposed to a boss, there was a lot more fostering, you know, going on, you know, a lot more, uh, a lot more attention. You know, I got, you, you know, really good instruction and really was there to help me every step of the way, you know, and as far as challenges go, I mean, it was me being a young, young kid and him being a, an old man and very stubborn and stuck in his ways. And he wasn't, uh, he didn't have abusive language or anything like that, but hit very stern, you know, when you weren't doing things right, that very stern voice would come out. You know, this isn't right. This isn't the way you're supposed to do this. It wasn't, you know, like a boss might do where you tried and that's great, but here's the way we'd like to see it done. No, it was, no, you're not doing that right. You got to do it right or, we're, or you can't do it anymore. <laughs> so, 
And that was a big challenge. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of typical family stuff where a, a lot of times we dispense with the niceties. Uh, we don't show our family members necessarily yeah. the, the same courtesy that we would show a and, non-family member, right, an employee, employee or employer. Right. Obviously, if you talk to a boss like that, you probably get fired pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So what, the other thing that you brought up was that the, the two generations, you know, a lot of people that work together in family businesses, they're just one generation apart. It's a daughter and father, father, son, that kind of thing. So that, that generation skip is, is a little bit wider age gap. And so you brought that up. Um, any, any other thoughts yeah, about mean, it? Yeah. So it was him coming from, and I think a lot of it had to do with his military background, you know, very, very rigid, very, 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 um, no room for error. You know, there are certain steps that need to be taken to accomplish whatever it is. Even if it was mowing the lawn, there was a, there was a, a class involved in me mowing the lawn. It wasn't just here's the mower. It was, you know, you got to know where the cotter pins are and how to change the blades and how to change the oil and how to change the pull cord. And, you know, you got to know about the machine before you can even push the thing. Right. So it was, it was, a, you know, a total knowledge of everything that you could possibly need to know in order to cut a blade of grass and cut them all evenly. Right. So, and, and me, I've always been kind of aloof, right? You know, I'm, uh, I'm very laid back and very easygoing and I'm into that type of lifestyle and I'm not, my personality isn't built like that, but him instilling that in me makes it possible for me to be like that in business. So I can separate my personality from who I need to be and what I need to do in order to run a successful business and in order to, you know, be able to manage employees like I used to and, you know, be able to uh, effectively convey instruction and things like that. So, but the, it didn't come without its battles, right? I wasn't always the happy, you know, okay, grandpa. You know, that wasn't me. You know, I, I would fight it. I would fight it. And he would get mad and, you know, there would be, you know, a little silence there. And, you know, but then it would come back together. But as far as uh, the generation gap, I think that was probably the biggest. And, and the military background, you know, I think yeah, that really yeah. affected his, you know, the way that he was with, with life in general. Well, and when was he, roughly, when was he born? Do you remember? In the 20s. So, that, yeah. Okay. So he had lived through some hard times. Oh, and, yeah. And plus yeah. wartime. And uh, that was no small thing. And so, yeah, I right. think that that gave people an edge that us baby boomers and beyond, <laughs> I count myself as a baby boomer, you know, that, that were born after World War II. Um, haven't just haven't lived through, haven't experienced. So, um, to add to that, you know, I think now that I have my own business and the only person that I'm accountable to is myself, and, you know, I don't have a boss and I don't have employees yet. Um, 
it's it's given me that you know somebody said to me a, a peer of mine uh who is getting out of this business uh and i've been talking to him about acquiring his customer base and you know in talking with him and i've worked with him a little bit and he's an he's also an older uh gentleman he's in his 60s now and what he said to me was you know I feel like you're above this industry. And I kind of was like, well, and I think what he meant was, is that I have so much knowledge of, you know, practices and, and chemicals and chemical interactions and, you know, how to, what chemical neutralizes another chemical and how do they interact and, how do they interact when they're put on a particular surface, whether it be metal or wood or concrete or, you know, cause they all interact differently and what's best for each application. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys are calling, um, cleaning chemicals by their brand names where I am talking about, you know, what they're, com what they're composed of. And I, I really think that, it doesn't put me above the industry, but it puts me above my competition for sure. Like straight up, that's my biggest competitive advantage is that I have that, that knack for just, and it's not a knack. It's, well, if I could show you my notebook the other day, because people always ask me, you know, well, what do you know about Kim? You know, so I started writing in my notebook and I just, you know, started with a chemical oxalic acid and I just started writing things that I know about, you know, <laughs> so, and that's my geek out, right? Like SDS sheets is my geek out. You know, I know how to read them. I know how to, you know, interpret them. I know how to find, you know, I know how to find lies, you know, where chemical manufacturers will say, well, this is biodegradable. And I can go and look at the SDS sheet and I say, oh, well, it says right here that you can't, you shouldn't put it down a drain. And I've, and I've called vendors out on this before. I said, it's, you know, just part of what I do. So when you talk about, you know, what do you bring to the table as far as, um, you know, your industry, that is by far, and I, and I learned that from my grandfather, you know, you don't do, you don't push the mower until you know how to fix it, until you know how it runs, until you know, you know, how to cut a blade of grass. And, and that's the same way with pressure washing. I do not do a job unless I 100% know from start to finish exactly how it's going to work out. And I will get on the computer or open a book and I will research exactly what I need to do if I don't know already what I need to do from start to finish to make sure that when I'm done, that that job is absolutely perfect. And he taught me that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confident that that is, is your, you know, professional differentiator for sure within, oh, within yeah. the industry. And that, that kind of knowledge I think is very uncommon. Uh, you know, to, to have that level, the depth, the depth and the, the breadth right. yeah, and the we, certifications to go with it. We have had in our previous, uh, home ownership, uh -huh. our, um, mm, pressure washed and it wasn't pretty. 
Uh, so one of my one of my things is I I take pictures. I take pictures of damage whenever I'm walking or driving somewhere, and I see a driveway that's damaged. I'll I'll snap a picture of it, and you know there it's very widespread. And and I and I think well, if you take um, a driveway, a paver driveway, for instance, and a normal on average paver driveway to install. Is anywhere from fifty to eighty thousand dollars. So why why then would you take that fifty eighty thousand dollar investment and spend it on, you know, the maintenance on somebody who a doesn't have any sort of background in the industry, uh, doesn't have the, the knowledge of the chemicals that he's using or how it's going to interact with your particular environment. Uh, is using chemicals that are dangerous to not only the applicator, the person who's using these chemicals, but to everything around it, only to pay a few hundred dollars less. When you're talking about an $80,000 driveway, why would you spend $150 for somebody to clean it and seal it when you could hire somebody who you know will do a good job who will own it until it's done and pay a little extra money. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's a no-brainer for me. And, and trying to convey that out into the world has been my biggest challenge. Sure, sure. Yeah, I understand. Because it's, it's that, um, well, it's, it's just overcoming the general ignorance. I mean, most of us, I, I think in, in, you know, in almost any um service and, and a lot of products that we buy we don't buy them that often and we don't we really don't know how to buy them you know i mean how do i go how do i buy a professional service and and how do i compare one against another that's i think that's a a challenge service providers to sure. to deal with and overcome and and the ones that can do it and convey communicate that successfully uh, you know i think are going to dominate so kudos to you for continuing to do that and and to follow in your grandfather's footsteps. That's that's quite amazing. Yeah. Is there anything? Um, so one of the questions we like to ask: Is there anything about? And and you know, feel free to. But anything about family business that you know now that you wish you'd known when you started? Now, I know you're you're right now a solopreneur, but. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think how to pivot that. Like I know you were a kid when you worked with your grandfather. Um, what. Is there, is there anything you know now uh, that, you know, if, if you had been a little older or if, or if you guys were, you know, one generation, two, that you could draw more from what he, his example? Um, I mean, so if we take the, you know, being in business for myself aspect away from it, it would have been to, if I could have done something differently, it would have been to really solidify my work history earlier in my life um, and been more responsible with, you know, my employment and things like that. You know, before I had the, the operations manager job, I was, you know, all over the place. I would you know, do this for a while and quit, do this for a while and quit and never really took that responsibility. And, um, so I guess if I had something to learn, um, 
you know, just that I would have done that differently. And, you know, maybe I would be someplace else. And, but, you know, I'm very content on where I am now and, and looking forward to this year and my business growing. Well, so, um, how, where can people, how can people get a hold of you if they're, if they're looking for your services, pressure washing, uh, that protects the environment and gets it done right? So uh, my website is BarrettPressureWashing.com. It's Barrett with two, two R's, two T's, right? Barrett with two R's and two T's. Uh, and my phone number is 888-658-WASH, which is 9274. Awesome. Cool. And I'll just, uh, in case somebody, when somebody goes to your website and they uh, see your little um, video, audio commercial um I, I wanted to you know mention that i know that you sang sang that so that you're yeah. the voice yeah your jingle yeah. that's what i was <laughs> i am hey multi-talented guy yeah. you are you're you've been so much fun to learn about we've enjoyed answer, your friend no it did look at that <laughs> who knew <laughs> all right well that's right any last thoughts or, or words of wisdom before we wrap this up? And uh, I mean, so, you know, my mantra lately has just been, no matter what, just be kind to people, you know, and uh, it helps in business. It helps in personal life. It, it helps in everything. Uh, it helps when you go into the grocery store and somebody wants to cut you in line, you know, just be kind to people. Well, Great you don't advice. know what stress they're going under also. Great advice. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And be kind to the earth. Be kind to the earth. There you go. Yeah. Without it, there are no more issues. Right. Jay, thank you so much for spending this time with that. us. We appreciate it. And yeah, uh, we look forward to it. It's always fun with you. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you again soon. All right. All right. Take care. Thank you.